Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me as we teased during the morning show today is Mayor Beth Weldon. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? You know, I'm a little frazzled, I won't lie, but I'm doing good otherwise. Yeah, well, I was just excited last night that there was supposed to be overcast and everything, and it was sunny. So my husband and I drove out the road in a sunny evening to celebrate our anniversary. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's always a good time. I'm hoping it stays sunny because my mother's coming to town next week. So I hope so for her sake. It's a little different seeing Jino in the sun and seeing Jino in the rain, but we love the rain too. That, that <laughs> we do. Now, obviously, the big thing we want to talk about is what's coming up for the city assembly meeting on Monday. And so the first okay. big thing. You hey, go hey, let me go jump in there. <clears throat> so we, first of all, we have a lands meeting, lands housing and economic development meeting at 5 p.m. And the only thing they're going to talk about hazard maps. I should say the only thing. That's a big, huge topic. And um, I don't know if it'll make it out of committee then or not because um, we have lots of emails coming in of folks talking about hazard maps. And uh, so they'll be doing that. And then at six o'clock, we'll start our meeting with a special assembly meeting. And this is going to be a public hearing on appropriation of $50,000 for information advocacy on the new city hall. And this is an APOC rule. Our staff um, can't speak publicly for or against anything without doing um, this kind of appropriation ordinance. And we have to do it by ordinance just to keep everything clean according to APOC. Um, And this allows us also to uh, mail out flyers and any kind of other mail um, or hold any kind of means or anything. So um, people are asking about this already. We're trying to get facts out. We're not trying to um, sell anything. We're just trying to get facts out. And to be honest, we did poorly last year. In fact, our flyer didn't even get out our information packet for the election that we can do that one without APOC rules um, didn't even get out till after voting had already started. So um, we're hoping to clean that up this year. So if you have any comment on that, that will be, or excuse me, that will be at, um, at six o'clock. And then following that, we will move into our committee of the whole and um, our first topic will be the first topic. We, well, the first one I've got on here is the uh, appropriating of one point eight point one. My brain is tired. Eight point one to the manager for the purchase of Juno Bone in, in Bone, the Juno Bone and Joint Center Building. So I'm interested in that, but also short-term rentals. Yep. Well, we'll talk about the. Uh, well, let's start with the short-term rentals first because that's probably the easier one. Um, so this is an ordinance that's designed for two purposes: one, to bring any of the short-term rental people. Uh, well, it's a registration ordinance, so I should backtrack. And so people have to um, register their short-term rental unit. Um, and the purpose of this is for two. One is to get people in compliance with city sales tax and hotel bed tax, um, and also to try and figure out what's out there. So not only just the numbers, but what's out there. Is it a room you're renting? Is it a apartment you're renting? Is it um, a studio? And that's kind of what we're looking at um, for this ordinance. Um, and at this time, it's short-term rental is defined as anything under 30 days. Um, and it, there's no fee um, for registration. We're just trying to get an idea about what's actually out there. Because when we had our study, we were thinking there was like 250, 300, and I think the number came back at 573 out there that the um, people could trace through all the different uh, platforms out there. Um, and 
folks will say, well, why can't you guys just do that now and try and chase us all down? And we just don't have the staff to do that, to be quite honest. And things change. And sometimes you'll see some rental on one site, like um, booking.com, and then this is no advertisement for anything. And then the same kind of thing, the same exact thing is on uh, VRBO. So and you, are you saying is it the same thing or is it not the same thing? So this just um, allows us a chance to register. And hotels are exempt, but they have rules under other ordinances, and that's why they're exempt. Um, I should take a breath, let you ask any questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I imagine as part of that registration program, it could also, likely it would make the ease, kind of ease things up on that end. Like you could have everything kind of just funneled and finalized and like, hey, here's all of what's there, here's what's not there, which makes it easier sort of on that sort of end of things. But then also it makes it easier to keep track of to make sure that we can maintain those sales tax and the hotel bed tax like you were talking about. Right. And um, why it's nice to have those in compliance, and it's not against anybody that's already in compliance. It's actually to equal or make it a fair playing field. There there are some people we know are operating without probably even a business license, then they're not paying tax, and that's not fair to those that are following the rules. Um, So... We got a lot of feedback on this one at the um, assembly meeting, so it did actually come back to committee. And a few of the things that people touched on was it's supposed to be renewed annually, and they said perhaps, you know, maybe not annually, because it is work on their side also, but maybe, you know, every three years. I don't know if we can go as high as five years, but maybe every three years or something like that, or at least every other year. Um, One of the other things it was, it says in the ordinance that we are looking for what type of amenities and maybe we just need to be more clear on that. What specific type of amenities, whether than, as someone says, do you want me to list that I have a coffee pot available for them? And that's not what we're looking for at all. We're just trying to get an idea, big, big picture, like I said, like room versus an apartment there or um, a room with a kitchenette is probably more of what we're looking for. Um, but... Uh, so still working with people on this um, till Monday night and um, hopefully we have something that comes a little better that uh, gets our goals across but is also um, less uh, prickly I should say to those renting short terms gotcha and, and this is not a new thing because you and I have talked about this numerous mm-hmm. times I'm sure Wade has probably talked about it on Prom Corner once or twice I feel has probably happened <laughs> But you no, know, and and I think you you really hit the nail on the head there a little bit where you said it's not as a sort of extra thing for people who are already in compliance. It's to put the people who aren't in compliance back into compliance. Absolutely. So, and you know, people are saying, "Well, why are we even doing this?" And you know, we're not making any bones about the fact that we have a housing crisis in Juneau. And if you have an apartment building that's all short-term rentals, it definitely. Um, cuts down on your long-term rentals, which is your housing. Um, But listening to some people, maybe there's a reason why they don't want to rent long-term. So again, um, this is just one piece of a multifaceted puzzle. Um, I'm probably, this is me speaking personally, not the assembly. I'm probably more business-minded and I would probably say, let the market play out a little bit. And um, if people, you know, want to rent short-term, let them rent short term. If there's, there's if there's way too much supply and not enough demand, then they're going to have to rent long term. We do need short terms for um, independent travelers. Um, you know, Travel Genoa is working hard, um, and the city is working hard to increase our independent travelers. Um, and the other 
um, piece that we have to w watch out for is the legislature, not only for the legislators, but their staff, but constituents coming down to visit their legislators. We want them to be able to um, find a place to stay if they're going to stay anything longer than overnight or something at a hotel. That, Or some people just don't like hotels. They'd rather stay at a house. Um, so there's lots of reasons why we need short-term rentals. We're just going to have to... Um, See how the balance plays out. <laughs> right. And, I, and this is sort of, and this would be anecdotal on my part. I imagine, I could, I could see someone maybe bringing up that, you know, because we have a lot of seasonal workers, that's why we see those sort of short-term rentals popping up. It's like, oh, someone shows up for the mm -hmm. season, and thus, technically, it's not a long-term, because they're only here for maybe a month or so, and then they leave, and then that property's open again. So by that metric, it would count yeah. as a short term. Well, only, again, it's 30 days, the cutoff. So it's less than 30 days, it would be a short term. But if you're renting for someone for the summer, even right. if it's a 30-day rental, that's not a short-term rental. That's a long-term rental. So that's that's not uh, the same thing um, at all. Um, and just to touch on the um, independent travelers, people are saying, why in God's name would you want more tourists here? And it's um, the independent travelers are the one that spend more money here. And they do different things than the cruise ship travelers. Um, and yes, we're working hard on trying to figure out the balance with those, uh, the cruise ship passengers and um, community well-being, let's just say. But uh, the independent travelers typically are not um, the mass people coming in and trying and we're fighting with traffic and everything. These usually are on the kind of outskirts on town. Um one of the other things with short-term rentals that we may have to look like at in regulation later is we have had a few complaints about short-term rentals in um, some of the neighborhoods that, you know, before if someone rented a house, they might use their hot tub once a week or once a month. But now we're finding if they rotate, you know, every few days, you have more activity in things like hot tubs, you know, partying out on decks, that kind of thing, because it's always nice in Juno, and they're creating noise problems that they weren't there before. So, but I think we can work away our way around that. And um, if we have um, names and numbers of owners, we can keep track of that and say, hey, there's a problem here. And if you continue to have a problem, you may not end up continuing to be a short-term rental, so... Gotcha. Well, we are going to have to go into our break. I, you and I both knew this was going to be the bulk of the show. <laughs> we definitely did. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me still, I have Madam Mayor Beth Weldon. Now, in the first half, we spent most of that time talking about those short-term rentals. But now the other big topic I want to talk to you about ties into BR, BRH and the appropriating of money to get the Juneau Bone and Joint Center building. Correct. So that's an appropriation ordinance for $8.1 million of hospital funds. So it's money coming from the hospital funds, not our general fund, for the purchase of that building. And the main reason for that is to just have the ability to have more space as needed. So that's a 21,000 um, square foot um, building of <clears throat> that can be used as medical and commercial space. So we would hope that, uh, you know... Um, the orthopedic uh, practice would stay in that building and because that certainly provides a huge service to Geno and but they also have physical therapy there and I know that uh, in the hospital we're cramped in, in some spaces and I know I know physical therapy is one of those so I don't know if we if the hospital board and and um, the 
CEO intend to move like some of our physical therapists down there or some of our other um, medical providers. And it also just gives us more space as if we bring in specialists. Um, we're always looking for ophthalmo- ophthalmologists. Um, that's a hard word to say. Or cardiac cardiac folks to come in and uh, do clinics here. So just gives it more space um, and uh, we're looking forward to that purchase and ha- them having to do that. Okay. I was going to say it's cardiologist for your heart. Yes. Cardiologist for your heart, ophthalmologist for your eyes. Yes. Well, my mother works for Providence. I've gotten used to all these terms before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess I think it's interesting because, and I imagine BRH has done these styles of acquisitions in the past, correct? Correct. We did, they just bought uh, the family practice building a year or two ago, um, just pretty much for the same reason, just to allow... um, anybody coming in to have a place to set up pretty much um in the hospital itself we don't have a ton of spare room <clears throat> so if someone wants to come in and run a clinic the question is where are they tra- running the clinic but if you have some space and you can say well you can use these rooms so the idea is to either get oh excuse me more people coming in or to have them be able to work longer okay i guess then off of that my question would then become in a way, it seems as though, and this is not me trying to get all super out there, but it almost comes off as though BRH is buying up all these things, and then it kind of becomes like your main source for all medical things is just BRH. <coughs> well, possibly that could be true, but Search is other, another big entity right. in town. So I would say there's two big entities in town. So, And remember, they're not buying the practices, so the practices are still independent. They're just buying the buildings um, so we can... Um, be more flexible with what we do. Um, in case of the family practice, there's even possibly room to put some residential uh, buildings out there. So say if someone came into town, then we'd actually um, be able to house a doctor for the time that they're here instead of trying to find hotel space or, or short-term rentals. <laughs> right, okay. And then, and how long is there the discussion around this uh, appropriation been going on for? It's been going on for quite some time. Of course, um, the uh, assembly saw it several months ago, um, and we had it on our agenda last assembly meeting, but we pulled it because um, the appraisal hadn't come through yet, so it's back on this one. So I'm assuming they have their uh, appraisal ready. I don't have that with me today, though, but on Monday we'll hear about that appraisal um, because we like to see appraisals before we buy buildings. Right. And then, okay, so my next question would be, so then say we get to the assembly meeting on Monday and this does go through, what would the timeline be on BRH acquiring that building? Um, that's a good question for the hospital board, but I would assume it would be fairly quickly because they've been waiting for this last piece of uh, uh, process, I should say, um, to finish. So I would expect everything is ready except for this ordinance. And so when this ordinance is passed, um, they should be able to go pretty quickly. Okay. Remember, pretty quickly is, you know, days to a month rather than uh, 24 hours. <laughs> g- government moves at the speed of government. That's right. That's, that's the saying. Now, there was something you mentioned earlier I want to circle back to, which was uh, getting that sort of information out about the city hall. Because you had mentioned that toward the beginning, mm-hmm. and I wanted to come back to that because I did want to talk about that. Because I knew that was another sort of meeting they're having, you're having before the Committee of the Whole, correct? Correct. Okay. And so I understand that, so this was voted down before the actual city hall part itself, correct? Correct. Okay. 
And so what would kind of the goal be of doing all that sort of more information? Is it to try and get more of a conversation going around the actual development of that new city hall or what would the, the goal there be? I think the main goal is to a remind everybody what the process it's been um, to come up with our site and our building. I mean, we hear lots of time. Well, have you considered other buildings? Yes, we have indeed several, several buildings. In fact, we've even had specialists look at buildings um, to see if they've worked and just none of them have work none of the ones that are available right now have worked and then the other reason is we didn't do a really good job of showing our true need for another space um, not only are we only housing about of our third of our employees um, and this is just the main city this isn't counting um, the school district of course and the hospital um, in the city hall itself um, we are having um, trouble over at Marine View. They're having sewer and water trouble. Um, we've had uh, complaint to OSHA already, so we're already looking for a new rental uh, space for them. I believe we have it, but I won't say anything until that's finalized. Um, and then um, Sea Alaska Heritage Introduce has bought the municipal building, and they're not saying they're going to kick us out uh, today or tomorrow, but in the, uh, their long-term round, plans are to use that whole building and so we would eventually have to find a new home um so gotcha and that was something i had a lot more context on because that was another thing i've had folks asking about like what's mm -hmm. going on with the city hall thing i thought we voted that down i'm like well let me see what i can figure out and maybe get us some more right. context on that and so we've uh, also everybody says well it's the same um thing and it's actually not quite because this is what happens with these things we send something to the public they say this is why we don't they vote it down this is why we don't like it so we try something a little bit different this time we have saved much more money we're at 60 million dollars where we didn't have any money before so our bond is a lot less our bond debt is gone um the building has been even further trimmed we tried something different this time around and we gave a pretty trim efficient building rather than a Taj Mahal uh, that could be uh, broken down further and further and further we were pretty bare bones as it was but we're even more bare bones now so you know we're just trying to get a little bit different uh, look to the public and like I said we have set aside 16 million dollars already and um, uh taking care of some debt so hopefully this the public can see that this is indeed um something that no we not only need but we can't afford gotcha well i do want to say i think there was one more thing i want to talk about i'm trying to remember what it is off the top of my head because i'm looking at all my notes here although you might remember what it was <laughs> we have one more topic on the cow it's kind of a weird one the aurora integrated oncology ah, foundation yes yes and this is uh the radi there's a few radiation oncology centers around the state, and they want to consolidate into a statewide nonprofit organization. And to do this, there's a funny little IRS rule because they're doing it through what's called TEFRA bonds, and that's about all I know about them. Um, they have to get a resolution of support from each community that they're involved in. So Kenai has already done one, and we're in the middle of drafting one. Um, the city has no liability on this, but there's some little weird IRS rule. So this is basically a crossing the T, dotting the I's, um, weird little regulation that we have to do. So that will be on the Committee of the Whole. 
Gotcha. It's it's going through the bureaucratic process. <laughs> that would be a nice way to put it. That is that's one of my my many sayings. Yeah, and then the last thing I have to make a little plug in for is remember that uh, how to run for local office again is um, tomorrow starting at eight forty five, running until one thirty. So, you know, again uh, we have. Three school board memberships open. We have three um, assembly memberships um, up for election. So if there's a chance that you might consider it, uh, please show up. You can pre if you pre-register, you will get hard copies of things. If you just show up because you decided you have nothing better to do on a Saturday, um, you are welcome to come in. It is free. Um, I even get to talk this time, so you'll get to hear me. So maybe that will scare people away. So maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, um, it's just a great little clinic of they talk about when I mentioned APOC before. They talk about APOC. And if you said, well, what the heck was that? You know, come come learn about it. And uh, you'll hear from uh, clerks and uh, law department a little bit and some uh, elected officials and uh, you'll get kind of a general understanding of what it takes to be an elected official and also what it takes to run so it's got a good idea to get uh, your uh, feelers out there I went through this before I ran so um, I would strongly uh, recommend it and uh, we're hoping some people take advantage of it and run this year Alrighty. Well, Madam Mayor, I'd like to thank you for coming on. It's always fun chatting with you and kind of learning about what's going on on the city's perspective of things it's always fun chatting with you, too, Jordan. You ask good questions. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.